Hi friend, if you love the information you hear in the podcast, then you will love the free mini series of videos that I've put together just for you. It's all about the biblical blueprint for health and teaches you exact principles I've taught to thousands of Christian women that result in weight loss, better sleep, increased energy, clearer skin, and sharper brains. You can go to thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries to grab this free set of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? Happy Easter. If you're listening to this in real time, this podcast is coming out on Easter Day. What a glorious day. But no matter what day of the year you might be hearing this, the truth is that our Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. And today I want to share a fun God story with you because he recently dropped a clarity bomb into my spirit while I was sitting in the Costco parking lot about 20 hours into a super fast. But before I tell you about it, I kind of have to lay some groundwork, okay? Just kind of build up to that story. So the first thing is that God jumped a verse out at me when I was reading my Bible one morning, oh, I guess about a month ago. You know how that happens? Like you're just reading along and then bam, there's a verse that jumps in your heart and you know God has put it there for a reason. And it was this verse from Romans 10, 15, which says, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. It's kind of an unusual one to jump out. I don't remember ever coming across it before, but I knew immediately that it was important in some way. I knew that it felt like my Easter verse, you know, the one I would focus on for Easter for my my inspiration for my sermon on the couch and that I wanted to bring it to you here. Um, but I wasn't really sure how that would all come together. How beautiful are the feet that preach the gospel and bring tidings of good things. It's funny because you don't think, or I don't think, of feet as particularly beautiful. Maybe because that's minor, mine are so ugly. <laughs> My feet have never been the same since my three pregnancies. With each one, I got worse and worse varicose veins. And by my last pregnancy with my daughter, I kept joking that my foot just might blow off my leg at any moment from all of the blood gorging through it. It was big and black and swollen and puffy. And my friends would just look at it and shake their head like, man, that looks horrible. It looks painful. And it wasn't painful. It didn't hurt it at all. It just looked awful. 
And even though the puffiness went down after I had my daughter, I still had to have a vein removal procedure. Um, I took this big, you know, vein out of my leg. Uh, they were just terrible. But anyway, it, I still have all of these little bulging black blood vessels in my um, veins in my feet. And it just, you know, doesn't look good. It's like if you cut my foot, I might bleed out and die. <laughs> There's so many little veins running through there. Um, it's not cute. Plus, I have bunions, and man, my feet are just a hot mess. Not beautiful. That's where I'm going with this. However, they get me to where I need to go. And for that, I am profoundly grateful. There was a time I had this prayer ritual um, when I would go on my walks. This was when we lived at the ranch. And I remember just being in such gratitude for getting to walk outside in beautiful nature every day, that I would run through this gratitude list. And I would say, thank you, God, that I have legs and feet that work, and I can walk. Thank you, God, for my eyes that can see this beauty, that I have vision. Thank you, God, that I have ears that can hear the birds chirp. Thank you, God, that my nose works, and I can smell the agarita bush. The agarita bush is, um, is one that grows out here in West Texas. I don't know where else it grows. But anyway, it's just got this lovely powdery scent. It's usually the first scent of spring that I get, and it makes me so happy. So anyway, I just tr felt truly grateful for all the parts of my body, you know, that we often take for granted, and that included my feet. Now, I would think in Jesus' time, feet were not particularly beautiful, they were likely dusty and dirty and pretty roughed out, you know, but they were the main vehicle and it was on foot that they spread the good news of Jesus across the land. You know, without the feet of the apostles and other disciples of Jesus, Christianity would not be what it is today. Think of those feet spreading out across the world, you know, spreading the word across the world. It really is amazing. Think of your feet and all the parts of your body that you are so blessed to have and that work to the glory of God. You are the arms that hug, the lips that smile, the hands that lay healing, the mouth that encourages, the feet that walk alongside. You are a magnificent vessel that carries the love of Christ into the world. That is the reason we take care of these bodies. When we feel well, we serve well. We want to be ready to bless when our feet hit the ground in the morning. Have you ever seen that meme that says, be the kind of woman that when her feet hit the ground, the devil says, oh crap, she's up. <laughs> I love that. Yes, friend, that is why we care for these holy temples. God wants your beautiful feet and beautiful all of you being all he created you to be in this world, glorifying, glorifying him in your unique way. And I know that what God has called me to do is to keep this on your front burner, this fire in your heart for more God in your life and the fire to prioritize the health of your holy temple. Because often these get moved to the back burner, especially as busy women in this world who are trying to keep all the plates spinning. You know, the first plates to go are our personal needs plates. But we need to keep big helpings of Jesus and health on our plate in order to show up as our best selves and live and serve into our highest calling. 
Remember at the beginning of the year, in the Time Management Podcast, we talked about stewarding our time. In the book I talked about during that podcast called Stewarding Life, One Lifetime, Limited Resources, Eternal Priorities, it had such a profound impact on my thinking, especially the quote that said, God didn't design us to have cookie-cutter lives. He has given every Christian a big-picture mission to glorify him by making salvation known. But he gives each of us individual ways to fulfill that purpose. We must consider these purposes as priorities. God has given each of us a unique set of desires, aptitudes, and gifts to creatively fulfill our purpose. What God has called you to do can only be done by you, and it can only be done in one lifetime. Numbered days demand focused lives. Ooh, I mean, that quote grabbed hold of me and it hasn't let me out of its grip since I read it back in the new year. It has made me think a lot about what is mine to do. What is my big picture mission? What are my aptitudes and gifts to creatively fulfill my purpose? This is something I've been praying about a lot over the years, asking God to show me what I'm supposed to be doing and how I'm supposed to be serving in this role as the Christian nutritionist. I've talked here about having the desire to reach more people. And I feel like he put that desire there. You know that verse from Psalm 37, 4 that says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I think a lot of people misinterpret that. We kind of want to misinterpret that. Like, if you love God, he'll give you you whatever you want. But what I really think it means is that he will put his desires in your heart, the desires he wants you to have, and that those will be recognized, revealed, and manifested when you are in relationship with him. Considering that God has something for each of us to do in this lifetime can feel exciting, yet over like an overwhelming responsibility. You know, like, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to be too busy that I miss the forest for the trees. Another really profound quote from that book was this. Satan will do all he can to destroy your time on earth. If he can't destroy it by sinful living, He will devour you by eating up your time with activities of no eternal value. Now, I know the activities of relationship are my most important, you know, when it comes to eternal value, relationship with God, with my husband, my children, my parents, my friends. And I know that my health affects the way I show up in those relationships. And so that is a priority as well. But I also know that He has led me to this work that I'm doing and has a bigger plan for it. And so after I read that book, I prayed more about what that is and what that means. And the words that came to my mind were leader and connector. I feel like he was calling me to be a leader and connector in the Christian health world. Okay. So that's what just I felt he was revealing to me. This is earlier in the year, like in January, when this book was so profound in my mind, and I'm just really praying over it. Like, what, what are my responsibilities here? Where, where are my gifts here? What am I doing here? <laughs> where am I going here? We, we want to know all the things all the time, right? And so 
I felt like he did reveal those to me, those words, leader, connector. But that was still not very clear. Sometimes God can be frustratingly vague. But I decided to start there. Okay, and so every day since the beginning of this year of 2021, I have been writing this in my journal. Okay, this right here. I have called you to be a worldwide Christian health leader and connector. I have chosen you for this position. It can only be done by you, and it can only be done in this lifetime. I've written that using the language, you know, of the quote from the book, and as if God were speaking it to me, which makes it feel so powerful and not of myself. Does that make sense? I have to say, this feels kind of, I feel kind of vulnerable (laughs) sharing this with you, but I'm just going with it for the greater good of what I think God is trying to accomplish here. So I've been writing that in my journal every single day, still writing it. In all this time, not knowing what, if anything, would come of it. It just felt like the thing I needed to do to put myself in a posture of receiving you know, receiving whatever he had, has for me, just like I'm open, I'm listening, laid on my God, you know. And so right under that, so writing that every day and right, right under that, I wrote this, I started writing this as well. And I heard it, this is something I heard my pastor say, and I loved it. So I stole it. He said, I pursue my calling authentically, even if it means imperfectly. And that just felt so right as kind of a response to how I had been writing that first quote, you know, like, like God is saying, this is what I'm calling you to do. And I'm saying, okay, I'll pursue it as best I can, even if it means I mess up along the way, because that for sure is going to happen. Okay, so like I said, I have been doing this for the last three months, writing those two things in my journal every single day. And nothing was really coming from it, you know. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, if anything, from it. Um, But then something did. That day, I was sitting in the Costco parking lot, about to go in. I wasn't praying. I wasn't even thinking about any of this. But I was in the middle of a super fast Okay, because during Feast of Fast for Lent, we did a super fast um, every week. And a super fast is just a longer fast, longer in length. And it's different for each person. There's no set amount of time. But I was about 20 hours into my fast when he dropped the bomb on me. You know, like that song says, you dropped the bomb on me, baby. Okay, that's how I felt. I felt like I got this super download from God. I was just sitting in my car and all of a sudden it was like, I, I just knew what I'm supposed to do next. It became so clear and I got a bigger picture version of where I'm going. Now, mind you, I have been asking God to show me this for years. Again, like where, where are we going with this? What is the meaning of this? What am I working toward? You put this desire in my heart, but what does it mean? And I feel like he's been doling out little steps to me over the years, you know, call yourself the Christian nutritionist, get on Facebook every week and do a short video, create a group program so you can reach more people, go ahead and teach other people how to coach this program so that it can reach more people, do a podcast and reach more people, 
create a group of believers and help them stay on track with their health. All of these things I've been doing over the last eight years have been led by him in one way or the other. You know, I've done several podcasts, podcasts on this, getting signs and such. But I can see now that they have been leading me toward this bigger vision that he has of what I'm supposed to be doing. And I can also see that I had to be obedient in these steps to get here. Okay, I kind of want to throw up right now (laughs) as I'm talking about this, because again, it feels like vulnerable. And I don't know how exactly like how this is going to play out. But I think that's part of God's point. He wants me to share this because I'm going to have to trust him in the process. Okay, so in the parking lot at Costco, this feet verse came back into my head. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And what I felt him saying to me was, get more feet on the ground. Raise an alliance of Christian nutritionists who boldly keep me at the center of their work. Get more of you out there sharing the good news of me and real food and good health. Give them tools to use to help get more of my people healthy so that my people are strong and doing the work I have called them to do in this world. And what popped into my head, like what I was supposed to do with that, is create a designation, I guess you call it, like a title. Okay, and since I already have the title, I've already taken Christian Nutritionist, what clearly came to me is Christian Nutritionist Practitioner. Other practicing nutritionists who are Christian and who want to boldly claim their faith in their work. Okay. I felt him calling me to create this, offer it, and for him, like for me to be a hub, you know, like create a space where these people can be found, put them on your website so they're easy to find and for people to contact. And y'all, it finally started making sense to me where he's been leading me because As I've shared here, I'm not taking new one-on-one clients. I work with very few people on an individual level anymore. You know, only those in the Christian Health Club, and there's, you know, a handful that I work with here and there. I'm available to them. And while that on one hand has felt like the right thing for me to do, on the other, I have been so conflicted because I have people reaching out to me all the time, needing and wanting individual help. You know, and you know what people say, and this might have even been you. People say, they'll message me, email me, um, you know, send me a message through Instagram, all these things. And, and this is what I hear all the time. I found you because I Googled Christian nutritionist. I prayed and God led me to you. I need help and I want to work with a Christian. That's what I hear all the time. And I have referred other nutritionists as best I can, you know, but sometimes people want to work with somebody specializing in a certain area, you know, and I know some nutritionists and I know people who do different things. I don't know if they're all Christian. I do know some Christians, but it's just, you know, I was like trying to fig- put these pieces, be like the connector, right? I'm trying to be the connector, but it's, it's like, this is so inefficient. And I was like, it sure would be easier if I could link to a page full of Christian nutritionist practitioners and say, here you go. Any of these people can help you. Help you. They're all Christians. Here's the kind of work they do. They can help you. That's what I feel God calling me to do. And so get this. The very next day, after the Costco parking lot download, 
my friend Jennifer posted in our nutritional therapy practitioner group about a nutrition talk she's going to be giving um, to a Christian audience. I think it's not for a while. But anyway, she was just asking for some advice. You know, what, what would you say? How would you bring scripture into it? And oh my goodness, it was like the heavenly gates flew open and all of these Christian NTPs came out of the woodwork. I had no idea there were so many of us and neither did anyone else. And on one hand, I was like, holy smokes, God is giving me a validation wink. You know, here are all of these new Christian nutritionists right here. And on the other hand, I was like, holy cow, how could I have missed this? Why is this just coming to light? Since, you know, especially since I've been working and practicing as the Christian nutritionist for eight years, why haven't I been more vocal and present as a Christian in this community? Why haven't I pulled this out earlier? And that felt like a God nudge. Like God saying, yeah, you've missed some time and opportunity here. Don't wait any longer. And I was like, yes, sir. So I have put the wheels in motion for this before I lose my nerve. And by the way, this is only part of the bigger vision that God has given me. There's more. And it involves more feet on the ground, more people spreading more God and better health in the world. But I'm taking it one step at a time just as I have in these last eight years, doing my best to be obedient to what he's calling me to do in the moment, pursuing my calling authentically, even if it means imperfectly. So if you are, if you're listening to this and you are a fellow nutritionist who loves the Lord, if the thought of integrating your faith into your work and being a powerful presence in the marketplace lights you up, I encourage you to go to this link, www.thechristiannutritionist.com backslash CNP, which stands for Christian Nutritionist Practitioner. Read more about it. Prayerfully consider it. Schedule a call with me to discuss it. Let's do it. People are looking for us, my friend. Let's put more of our feet in the marketplace. And you don't have to be an NTP to do it. Um, anybody that has a recognized um, certification or degree or, or nutritionist title is, uh, can apply. Okay. So that's my big news and my big download and so exciting. And I want to circle it back to you because I would ask you, my dear, dear listener, where is God directing your feet? What is he calling you to do? What are the desires he has put in your heart? What gifts has he given you that are uniquely yours and meant to be used? What has God called you to do that can only be done by you and only be done in this lifetime? Our Lord is risen, my friend. He is risen indeed. It's time to get moving. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Hi, 
everyone. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.